Hello, you're listening to Sarah Archer in episode 212 of the Speaking Club podcast. Let's start today's show with a great quote by Louis Pasteur. Chance favours the prepared mind. I started this podcast for two reasons. Because I want to help people recognise the power of stories and humour in speaking and because I believe it's your message that counts, not the number of ums and ahs you use. There are some organisations that want to create robot speakers. They want you to sacrifice your personality in order to speak perfectly. But I want to let you know that you can be yourself and a sensational speaker. So, if you want to be a speaker that connects and engages authentically through stories, a speaker that gives value as well as a great performance, then welcome home. Hello, thanks for joining me again. Today, I want to talk to you about how you can become luckier and consequently more successful in speaking and business. But before I do that, I just want to address what's going on in the world at the moment. I know that you're here to get some speaking tips, not to listen to politics, but my mission is to enable people to be true to themselves and a great speaker. So I also need to be true to myself. And I know this is just a little podcast and my words probably don't count for much, but I feel it's important to add another voice, no matter how small, to increase the volume of support for the end of the suffering of the people in Ukraine and the condemnation of Putin for starting this senseless war. And I also think it's important to send a message of support and strength to the decent people in Russia who are also suffering at the hands of this unelected dictator who cares nothing for the damage he causes to people at home or abroad in the pursuit of ego-driven power. You also deserve freedom and democracy. And it can feel like we're helpless at times like these. But you can make a difference, not only by voicing your support and solidarity with the people of Ukraine, but making a donation to organisations like the Red Cross or UNICEF, who are helping the people in Ukraine and the women and children who have fled. And I'll put a link in the resources section to each of these in case you want to do just that. Okay, back to the speaking tips. And I want to start this show with a couple of questions for you. Do you think luck plays a big part in business success. If you think it does, I have a follow-up question. Do you think you can influence luck? Are you entirely a victim of chance, whether the outcomes are positive or negative, or can you stimulate serendipity? Now, a guy called Professor Richard Wiseman, who has been a guest on The Speaking Club, I think episode 37, wrote the book The Luck Factor, based on eight years of research into good and bad luck. And he says that whilst psychologists have looked into other factors relating to success, be it talent, personality, genes and so on, 
they've avoided looking at luck because of the challenge around measurement and control. But Richard says this is like the story of the old man who dropped treasure in the street but searches in another part because the light is better there. And in the book, he shows countless examples of the massive role that luck plays in many different aspects of our lives. How often tiny decisions like going or not going to a particular event, turning left or right, can result in chance meetings that can lead to new jobs, partnership or even love. And after interviewing hundreds of lucky and unlucky people, he found there were four main differences between the lives of lucky and unlucky people. And he found that these lucky people have four traits. They, first of all, create, notice and act upon the chance opportunities in their lives. Secondly, they make successful decisions using their intuition and gut feeling. Number three, they have positive expectations about the future. And lastly, they're able to transform their bad luck into good fortune. And these are all things that are absolutely within our control. And funnily enough, when I I was thinking about this, these four things also share a number of things in common with the traits of many successful entrepreneurs like Tony Robbins and Oprah Winfrey and people who practice mindfulness and manifestation. So whilst I was preparing for this podcast, I wanted to have a broader view as possible. And I also came across another view of luck from a man called David Kleinhandler in a Forbes article. And I've linked to it in the show notes. And his view is that luck isn't what separates those who get what they want in life from those who don't. He says that what most people choose to call luck is the result of being open to opportunity, something that comes down to attitude, not happy accidents. And there's one final view and trait of the lucky that I'd like to add to the list of these things. And that's summed up by a quote by John Milton. Luck is the residue of design. I love that. And actually, it's where I'd like to bring all of this back to speaking and business. Because you might be thinking, what has it all got to do with it? Well, a lot, actually. Now, the other day, I had a conversation with someone who'd been asked to do a big talk to a large international audience at very short notice, literally a couple of weeks. And they didn't have a talk prepared. Now, if this situation comes up, people generally fall into two camps. There are those that will say no and miss that opportunity completely because they're worried about failure. They're you know worried that they'll look bad. They haven't got anything together and so on. And then there are those that will say yes, take a punt and try their best to pull something together. Now, in the case of the person I was speaking to, they had seen the opportunity, listened to their intuition and said yes. And they had a positive attitude uh, about the event. 
all ticks on the Richard Wiseman and David Klein handler lists, but they were being forced to put the talk together on the fly. And although I'm sure they're going to do a good job, they would no doubt agree with me that they won't be as prepared or as confident as they could have been and the talk won't be as impactful as it could have been if they'd already had one ready to go. And it fascinates me that when you start a business, there are a number of things that you don't question that you need, whether business cards, a pitch, certainly a website and so on. But very few people would put a signature talk in that same category. Whereas I think investing in creating a signature talk should be the first thing you do. And I do think that this is where those people who do that can get the edge over the competition and set themselves up to be much luckier. Because having a great signature talk that's designed to get your audience on board and be flexible in length, I believe is like the four-leafed clover for speaking. Knowing that you have a talk that will engage, entertain and gently move people towards buying into your idea, product or service will cause a number of things to happen. First of all, if you've got that, you're going to feel excited to share it. So naturally, you'll seek out opportunities to do that. And it will make it easy for you to say yes to any opportunities that are presented to you. You'll have more positive expectations of success because you're confident in the content quality and the preparation and rehearsal you've done to get that talk ready. And of course, when you do that talk, it's going to generate more opportunities for you because, let's face it, most people are leaving it until they're asked to speak to throw a talk together, whereas you'll be ahead of the game and most definitely are going to shine. Now, you might be thinking, oh, yeah, but why would I invest time and maybe money to create a talk before I'm asked to speak and before investing in things like marketing or a website? And my answer is that in my experience working with clients on their signature talk, which is a marketing asset, make no mistake about that, in the process of pulling that talk together, certainly in the way I coach them to do, it helps them get clarity on their audience and messaging. It gets them to nail their story and work out the journey that they need to take their audience on to say yes to the thing that they're hoping to get the audience to buy into. And of course, the content produced for your signature talk can be repurposed to be used on your website for your pitch and in lots of different ways. You are killing several birds with one stone. So, I guess to sum this all up, based on what I've discovered, it seems to me that you can be the victim or the architect when it comes to luck. And creating a talk before you need it 
gives you the platform to tick all four of Richard Wiseman's lucky trait boxes that in turn will increase your chances of being lucky in speaking and as a result, increase your audience impact and income. But there is one last aspect to all of this that I want to share before I wrap this up with your takeaways. And this is interesting because I know I knew this next point that I want to talk to you about, but it wasn't uh, until a chance conversation last night with a new connection. Uh, shout out to you, Alice Reeves, um, that reminded me of it. And I think it's also directly connected to being lucky and successful. Now, two sub aspects of the trait that Richard Wiseman identified of having positive expectations of outcomes is that lucky people have a relaxed outlook and they never give up. And those two things almost sound contradictory, don't they? But I got to thinking about this and I know in my own life, and I've mentioned this before, that there have been times when I've given up and I might only have been one pickaxe away from striking gold. And I think one of the things that makes us give up is when events don't fall into line exactly as we planned or how we think they should. And the conversation that I had last night, although it was actually in relation to delegation, is really relevant to this. So Alice was sharing that she'd learnt to make a distinction between being attached to an outcome and being committed to an outcome. And she said that in the past, she'd get frustrated if the person who she delegated the task to hadn't done it in exactly the same way and come up with exactly the same result as hers or the way it looked and so on. Whereas today, she is committed to the outcome, but isn't attached to whether the person gets there in a different way or things don't look exactly the same as long as the outcome is what's needed for the client. So being attached wraps up identity, emotion, control and all sorts of other potentially negative stuff to a very specific vision of what we think the result should look like. Whereas being committed means that you're aiming for an outcome, but you're open to how you get there and the result may look slightly different to what you originally imagined. Now, in speaking terms, that might look like someone giving up on speaking because they failed to get a paid gig. When they've ignored other opportunities to do maybe an unpaid talk to their ideal audience that has an opportunity for them to make an offer to the audience. And now that second option that they could have taken may well have not only generated more income than a paid gig, but might also result in future paid work because people in the audience have seen them speaking. But because it didn't line up exactly with what they wanted, they missed out on that opportunity. And just to be clear, I'm not advocating professional speakers should be, you know, speak for free but certainly this can be a lucrative alternative path to getting the outcome you want. And certainly when you're starting out in speaking, it's a, it's a valid route to getting paid speaking gigs. So do be committed to what you want to achieve, but don't become attached. 
Now that about wraps up what I wanted to cover today. And before I share the takeaways, the one key thing I want you to remember is that you can influence how lucky you are. You can be the architect of opportunity rather than the victim of chance. And one of the ways to do this in speaking is to create your signature talk before you need it so that you have built your confidence and content and you are ready to say yes and take full advantage of that opportunity to share your message in the most powerful way possible. There you go. Okay, here are your takeaways for this show. There are four traits to being lucky and they're all available to you. Being lucky is more about attitude than happy accident. You can be the architect of opportunity and you should be committed rather than attached to a particular outcome. Whether you do it yourself, you work with me or another coach, creating a signature talk before you need it will give you a powerful marketing asset and set you up to be luckier and more successful in speaking and in business. And of course, if you did want to work with me to put your signature talk together, then just hop over to saraharcher.co.uk and grab a one-to-one call with me. But whichever way you do it, just do it. And if this episode resonated with you, do let me know. You can find me on LinkedIn, on Twitter or Instagram. And of course, if you enjoy The Speaking Club, I'd be ever so grateful if you would leave a rating or review over at ratethispodcast.com slash TSC. Well, that's it from me. Next week, I'll be discovering some communication hacks that will give you the edge when you're doing international business. Ooh. Well, until next time, thank you so much for listening. And don't you forget to go out, grab your life by the nuts and get cracking. Bye-bye. If you want to be more memorable and engaging when you talk, then you need to share more stories. Stories can help you better connect with your audience and their problems and get them leaning in more powerfully than anything else. And short, snackable stories are great to use in pitches, Facebook Lives, podcasts, videos, keynotes, webinars, blogs, in fact, everywhere to share your message and grow your business. The trouble is that finding your snackable stories and confidently sharing them can feel like a struggle. And that struggle can slow you down or stop you in your tracks. But that's where my free snackable story challenge comes in. Over the course of just five days, I'm going to give you resources, training and coaching to help you find your authentic personal stories to share and build your skills and confidence in sharing them. Not only that, but the challenge will guide you towards a tangible result at the end and assets for you to use going forward. The next challenge is starting soon. So to grab your space, go to saraharcher.co.uk slash challenge right now.